Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the feminist episode. I wanted to do an episode as the anniversary of the Women's March is coming up, and women are setting up to march all across the country. And it really got me thinking about the word feminism, feminist, all of these things, what it means, who is included in that, and... I'll say that I feel like there's a lot of pressure that comes with that word. There is, I feel, a certain idea of a woman who is a feminist. It typically seems to be, you know, a woman who is liberal and, you know, pro-choice and probably (laughs) man-hating, you know, very political. I don't know. I mean, these are just some assumptions, right? But people get a little uncomfortable with the word feminist. And I've had conversations with women who say, I'm not a feminist. And the truth is, is that feminism is kind of shrouded in a lot of gray and uncertainty because, you know, feminism started really as a freedom for white women. And as a white woman, I know and I understand that and I know where this has come from. And so it's it's tricky. There's not one kind of thing that really embraces all of that. And I wanted to take this quote from Roxane Gay's Bad Feminist and start things off because she says, I embrace the label of bad feminist because I am human. I am messy. I'm not trying to be an example. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to say I have all the answers. I'm not trying to say I'm right. I'm just trying, trying to support what I believe in, trying to do some good in this world, trying to make some noise with my writing while also being myself. I had some hard conversations with some friends after the Women's March last year, and some of them who absolutely believe in men and women being equal and, you know, talking about pay gaps and all of these things. I had a lot of friends who are pro-life and felt unwelcome at the Women's March. And I'm going to say that that made me very sad because the truth is that if we want people to respect our views and opinions, we also have to create space and understanding to allow for other people's opinions and beliefs to be present It's when we're not talking to one another and we're not having conversations that we truly lose. And just like with Roxanne Gay saying that she doesn't have it all figured out and she's human and she's messy and some of this stuff might not really make some sense, but she believes in something and she's going to pursue it. I believe that we have to be present for all women, even if those women don't necessarily believe what we believe. And that is not talking about hate speech or any of that. This is coming from a place of uh, a mutual, genuine desire to understand where the other person is coming from. I, I found myself kind of heartbroken, though, um, in 2016, after the presidential election when 
some of it felt like, you know, women should be coming together and there were certain groups and uh, things where I felt like it was, there were some genuine conversations that were happening about the current state of the country, the future state, and they were positive. I was part of a, an online group of women and at first I found it to be very good and positive and people were having good dialogue on there. And then one woman had posted a meme of Melania and Michelle Obama and the, the caption was something along the lines of, oh, how great, a uh, Harvard and Princeton degree in the same room. Oh, and Michelle Obama has both. And I found that so discouraging because having an Ivy League degree doesn't make you better than someone else. And it just reminded me of that part in Mean Girls where Katie is saying that, you know, calling someone else fat won't make you skinnier. Calling somebody else stupid won't make you smarter. And it felt so unfortunate and petty and... This is a time when I feel like the discussion of women, where our places are, uh, what we want for our future, how we handle being with one another was a really important topic. And it made me just really disappointed that when we, when feeling frustrated, maybe about whatever current status we are in, and I feel like it doesn't have to necessarily just be about the 2016 presidential election, you know, but whenever there is something that is happening, you know, people people were criticizing those who said that, you know, Hillary, how Hillary Clinton looked with her pantsuits and all of that. But then some of those same people also criticize Melania or, you know, Kellyanne Conway or whatever for how they look. And the truth is, if we're going to say that we're fighting for women, for our beliefs, for, you know, the ability to not be seen for what we're wearing or how we look, we don't get to pick and choose who those women are. We don't get to be selective or elitist. There is one thing about disagreeing with somebody's views and where they come from. But when you say that you're fighting for women, it becomes all women. And if it's not, then your platform has to change. And or it doesn't. You know, you are able to do whatever it is that you want. But I am a firm believer that if you say that you are fighting for a group, you don't get to choose who is invited and who is not. That's just not how it works. I had some hard conversations with a lot of friends with talking about the Women's March and who was invited and who wasn't. And I think that there's also this assumption that women who are quote-unquote feminist, are 
maybe single or, you know, they live in elite cities or whatever an elite city is. You know, you hear these things about coastal elites. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily elite about the coasts. I can say that having lived on both. But anyway, I think there's a certain picture that is painted, you know, probably maybe a woman who's single or, you know, is married and well off and all of these things. And, you know, she those are the people who are feminists, right? Those are the people who are burning bras and doing all of these things. But feminists come in all shapes and, you know, colors and sizes. And, you know, there's women who are stay at home moms who are feminists. There's women who are stay-at-home moms who don't necessarily consider them to be that. And no matter what you choose with your life and your occupation and all of those things, which somehow comes into play anytime you talk about what a woman believes, anytime you talk about what a woman wants in life, somehow her relationships with other people come into play. And that either adds value or it detracts from it, which is really unfortunate. So in Mona Lisa's smile... Julia Stiles is uh, recently married, and her art professor, Julia um, Julia Roberts, comes to see her, not knowing, and is kind of surprised, and she's kind of disappointed. And so Julia Stiles was like, you know, what, do you think that I'm going to wake up and regret not being a lawyer? And Julia Roberts basically says yes. To which Julia Stiles is like, not as much as I would regret not having a family, like not being able to be there. And I don't think that it makes me any less smart. And Julia Roberts was like, I didn't say that. And Julia Stiles said, sure you did. (laughs) You stand up in class and you tell us that beyond the image, uh, you know, to look beyond the image, but you don't. To you, a housewife is someone who sold her soul for a center hall colonial. She has no depth, no intellect, no interest. You're the one who um, said I could do anything I wanted, and this is what I want. Feminism doesn't belong to one kind of woman. I repeat, feminism doesn't belong to one kind of woman. No one owns feminism. It doesn't belong to one kind of thought or idea. The truth is, is that it is ever changing and evolving and moving into new things in different communities. It it means something different through, you know, people's life journeys. It can mean different things at different times, um, you know, through different situations. And, you know, I'm going to pull out another Roxanne Gay quote from Bad Feminist. She says, you don't all have, we don't all have to believe in the same feminism. Feminism can be pluralistic so long as we respect the different feminisms we carry with us. So long as we give enough of a damn to try to minimize the fractures among us. I don't need you or anyone else to believe exactly what I believe. I don't. There just needs to be space to understand where someone else is coming from. And I think once we do that and we respect whatever story someone has, wherever they have come from, whatever their things are, I feel that if we have respect, then that's the way that we can really be supporting one another. 
you know, I never want to be around people who believe the exact same things that I believe. I think that it's incredibly important to have friendships and facilitate relationships and conversations of people who believe differently than you because you're never going to be learning if you're always around people who you have the same exact thoughts and ideas. And I will say that somehow this march that was supposed to be for all women became a divider. It became something of the women who marched and the women who didn't. And that made me so sad because I don't think it has to be an either or. I knew people who didn't want to march because maybe marching isn't their, what they feel like is a calling. They don't feel like it does anything or, you know, to each, to each his own. Like, it doesn't have to all be the same for each other. But I saw a lot of, you know, articles that were written about, you know, to the women who didn't march or said that they didn't need feminism and what that looked like. And, you know, my thing is that even if you don't march or you do or whatever it is, I respect it. And just because I show up at a march doesn't mean I necessarily believe every single thing that is being said and doesn't mean that I think that other people should not be included. I'm going to I'm just going to keep coming with these Roxanne Gay quotes because Bad Feminist is one of my favorite books and she says that feminism is a choice. And if a woman does not want to be a feminist, that is her right, but it is still my responsibility to fight for her rights. I believe feminism is grounded in supporting the choices of women, even if we wouldn't make certain choices for ourselves. I believe women not just in the United States, but throughout the world deserve equality and freedom. But no, I am in no position to tell women of other cultures what that equality and freedom should look like. That is what I believe. If I show up at a march for women, I'm marching for the women who didn't show up. I'm marching for the women who may not even believe in the march. I'm marching for rights and beliefs that they have that I don't, maybe I don't believe in, but I'm there because when I say that I'm marching for women, I'm marching for all women and I don't get to pick and choose. I hope that we can start to build bridges through conversations and understandings and not put up gates and not try and be the gatekeepers of who should be included in a movement that is larger than us. None of us are perfect. There are always going to be times where somebody, there's a couple of, you know, people with speaker phones who try and speak for an entire movement that's not even just singularly with the Women's March or feminism. That happens. In greater movements, there's always one or two people who maybe have a megaphone and they state things that maybe the entire movement doesn't agree with. But whoever you are, and whatever you believe, you are part of this cave. And this entire tribe of women is for all women. It's 
I said this from the very beginning. It doesn't matter about political affiliation or, you know, personal beliefs or whatever. When you say that you're creating a collaborative community of women, I mean it. And this only works if we are having meaningful and diverse conversations. So thank you for listening. And I hope that you will let me know what you believe feminism is, if you believe in feminism, what you think it should look like, what you hope it looks like. And I hope you will do this and, you know, find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Babe Cave Studios. Your voices need to be heard. So let me know what you're thinking, what you're doing. And I can't wait to be with you next week.